Hello and welcome to another episode of Short Rest from your friends over at Adventure They Wrote. Hi there, I'm Jason. I'm the producer. I also play Max the Goblin Detective in our story episodes. This short rest is going to start off a little weird. I sat down with the Countess, our own cat Kruger. After PodCon ended this weekend, I went over and I got to hang out with Kat and Chris and their new baby Grayson, and that was really cool. But uh, we sat down and we recorded a short rest and we were interrupted shortly after beginning. And so we stopped and I thought that I had saved our audio and then we restarted. And so our short rest today is going to be continuing that conversation because our intro got um, eaten by the audio gods. Basically, the intro is me introducing Kat Kruger, our countess from Adventure They Wrote. She's also the DM at the D20 Dames. And much like we did in our last short rest where I got to talk to Fletch about the role of the DM inside D&D games, whether they be podcasted or home games or whatever, I wanted to talk to Kat about her role as the DM. And we started off talking about how she got her start DMing. It was back in Halifax with a youth group, and she started with the starter kit, and they were in Fandelver, and that's where we were interrupted. So, without further ado, the rest of today's short rest. Okay, so, before we were interrupted by Tofu, yes, and then Grayson, <laughs> um, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> it's been... Less than a second for I you. Know, seconds for you, but like hours for us. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about um, you were uh, DMing with the starter kit for a group in Halifax. Yes. And the, you had them change things. Yeah. Uh, so it was, uh, it was youth ages like 12 to 19 at an at-risk school. And what I, what I did was I had them, you know, create... Um, little um settings within Vandalin um and npcs and things like that that i could insert um without the rest of the class necessarily knowing but they were sort of cooperatively building within the framework of Vandalin, of um, which is funny now that i think about it because that's exactly what i did with d20 dames <laughs> that's true <laughs> Oh, Sil Silmar Hall Sildar Sildar Hallwinter. Um, so uh, one of the questions that I asked Fletch that I'm very interested to see what, what your answer is is um, what is your favorite part about preparing for running a game? For me, I think as a writer, I like the world building aspect. Um, so creating the the settings and things like that. But it's it's also like the theater geek in me. Um, I like the NPCs, um, and part of that work is actually look uh, watching YouTube videos where I can pick up accents and try different you know voices, and I really love doing that, and I love challenging myself uh, to do different voices. So the most recent um, D twenty Dames is the first time I've actually done anything any accent that is. Um, outside of either North American or UK accent. So I did like a um, West African accent for the first time. How'd that go? I enjoyed it. Excellent. Yes. Uh, what do you use? Like what sort of tools do you use to keep your accents straight in your mind? I had seen 
smart people do this where they they did like a, a little video clip of themselves uh, so that they could refer to it, but I haven't done that. So often what I do is I'll just go back to a previous episode where that character, where that NPC was to refresh my memory. <laughs> That's pretty good. I was, it's funny. I was talking last night. Um, there were a bunch of us after PodCon. We were talking about D and D and how we run games and doing different things. And accents uh, came up in conversation. And yeah. I was talking to Matt, the DM yes. from Queens of Adventure, and um, I was like, "Yeah, like I'm running Waterdeep Dragon Heist for my friends on Monday, mm-hmm. but every NPC always ends up just becoming Max, right? Like always just fall back <laughs> into Max's, yes. you know, vocal intonation." And uh, he was telling me that he has a specific uh, character, like outside of D, like a TV character or a movie character that each of his accents is based on, oh, and then yeah. a, and a key phrase. And so, you know, like if you were to base one off of the church lady from Saturday Night Live, yeah. and, you know, your key phrase is, "Well, isn't that special?" Yeah, and then that kind of dips you back into it and I found that that was very a very interesting way of looking at it oh yeah for sure I mean like there are a couple characters that I've drawn um, like Meepo is definitely like a Joe Pesci from oh for sure yeah (laughs) let's see here let me refer to my notes again Um, what are some of the misconceptions about dungeon mastering that you have encountered I think I think one of the misconceptions is that um, the dungeon master does everything uh, certainly in, in my D20 Dames game and what I've done in the past, it's it's not that way. It's very, very collaborative. Um, I I get a lot of input from the Dames um, before we record every every episode. I, I, I don't know because I, I don't think I've played it, played the game long enough to know what a lot of the misconceptions are. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any specific house rules that you use when you DM? House rules. Not necessarily like, like a home brew thing, but just like a, a little house house rule or something. No, I think we're, I mean, yeah, I can't really think of a house rule that. I'm trying to think. I used to have a, a, quite a few. Like I had a house rule once where um, my the first game I ever DM'd, we it was all bards, but we wanted we wanted it to be right. extra. Right. And so when we were rolling up characters, we didn't do standard array. We didn't do point by. It was roll 4d6, drop your lowest. But you could re-roll a one or a two. Okay. That way, uh, at the very least, your minimum would be nine. Yeah. And um, that made for some very high <laughs> ability scores and some very overpowered characters. So I dropped that very quickly. Well, I think one house rule that really wasn't a house rule. It was just like my uh, naivety and not knowing any better going into into the game was I I let. So the general rule is player's handbook plus one. Sure. I had no idea. So. All of the characters in the in the D twenty dames are all of the books. <laughs> like PH plus eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Riot can fly. Right. <laughs> oh, Riot. <laughs> She's a gargoyle. Um, now, uh, you are uh, part of this really awesome subset of 
D&D podcasts, um, not only with uh, the fact that you're on an adventure they wrote, and we are really cool. <laughs> and we have really cool listeners yes. who listen to every episode, even the short rests, yes. like this one. <laughs> but um, you know, there's this, this really cool wave of all women-driven D&D uh, actual play shows and games and things like that. Yes. Um, so we've got D20 Dames. We've got Venture Maidens, who I was introduced to this weekend yeah. at uh, PodCon, and they seem super cool. Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, how has your interaction with them been? And what is it like uh, being in that space where you guys can create things for not me? Well, we're still creating for everyone, but... Right. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to ask that question without <laughs> sounding super weird because I'm just a big, dumb white guy. <laughs> the, the community has been really great. Like, I think we were very supportive of each other. Um, and, um, you know, like recently we did... Um, it was a, a um, Feast of the Moon um, collaboration collaboration over the Christmas holidays and we teamed up with a bunch of um, similar podcasts and that was really that was really a great experience for for most of um, I think for for all of the the you know podcasts to be able to just play in each other's spaces and yeah. DM for each other um, yeah overall it's been over really really supportive on on social media and um, I have really enjoyed creating the content for um, for a variety of reasons, but like the, our voice is one that hasn't necessarily been heard. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and the feedback, especially from, you know, cis white men has been, this is D and D that I've never seen before or heard before. Yeah. And I, I think that's really great that we're doing something that hasn't been, you know, mainstream. For sure. And now, speaking of mainstream, <laughs> it's so weird talking about mainstream niche D&D culture. Because <laughs> yes. it's still, you know, like we're still very niche. But um, uh, with the popularity of things like Critical Role and Acquisitions Incorporated and Adventure Zone and things like that, are there uh, bigger or, um, I guess, more popular uh, mainstream shows that you look to for any sort of inspiration? When I first started, it was definitely the adventure zone, like Griffin McElroy's, um, narrative, stra uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mom brain is kicking in here. Uh, narrative style. Um, I really liked that. Um, so I, I drew from that. I think mostly because I am, I started off as, as a writer as well. Like, I right. mean, that's professionally what I do. Um, so the narrative side of things is really interesting to me, but I don't want to railroad at the same time. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of like figuring out what that space is and making sure that the players all have agency in, in what's happening. And, and again, that goes back to like being very collaborative and I'm not necessarily sure that that is something that is done to the same extent that we do on, on, on D20 Dames. Interesting. Cause I mean, when we first started, I had them fill out a questionnaire. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like, uh, um, when, uh, Jerry over at Penny Arcade was starting acquisition, the C team, yeah. he gave them each, uh, three questions and, yeah. uh, 
none of them knew what the other players answers yeah. were and same then, yeah yeah it's very cool yeah but this is more than three questions it was oh, like yeah. pages of questions <laughs> do you have issues with your uh players not doing the homework that you assign them as a dm no no that's nice that's really nice. I hope that my Monday night players are listening to this short rest. <laughs> well, I mean, there no. is more. There is definitely more on the line, too, because yeah, we yeah, are, sure. you know, uh, an entertainment podcast rather than a home game. So what sort of homework do you give as a DM? Um, well, it depends on the episode that's that's or the adventure that I've written or, or is coming up. So if it's a downtime episode things really switch around there where I put a lot of the onus of what happens on the players. Mm -hmm. So I basically tell them, okay, pick one group activity amongst yourselves that you want to do together in a downtime. Um, and then each of you gets to do one thing in that, in that episode. What do you want it to be? Um, and then from there we can go back and forth and talk about, you know, who potential, um, connections could be and um locations and things like that so that we we build that part together yeah and then you know we role play when we get we get into that situation and then other times it's sort of like um if it's a regular adventure or one shot or or part of the regular campaign it's more um you know i want to make sure that they're refreshed on on certain things like you know this might be combat heavy in this one um and live shows there's um there's definitely more direction there as well because it has to be contained within whatever time we're allotted oh right um by the by the organizer you've done quite a few live shows now yeah um what is your favorite like the single thing that you take away from live shows that you like the most audience participation yeah <laughs> yeah i i remember the the uh live show that you guys did with queens of adventure mm -hmm. uh at uh, Kremwork. that was so much fun like <laughs> very clue themed and yeah Thanks. that was great yeah I, I really really enjoyed doing our audience participation the only like so i've done we've done those i think it's three three um, Emerald Forest Adventure Con mm -hmm. um, live shows now and um, each one of them had some sort of um, uh, audience participation except for the one that was 45 minutes long there was just no time oh right yeah 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 uh, actual audience actual audience yes <laughs> uh, is there anything that you take away from or uh, bring with you from your DMing with the D20 dames into the Countess in Adventure They Wrote I think it's um I think what I bring to it is is um, definitely listening to the other players um, and making sure that the other players, if there's a possibility for them to be the one that's taking the lead instead of myself, um, I I think as a DM like that's I, I, you know I try to herd people to to do the thing that they're good at. <laughs> I th I find it very interesting because I don't think that you're the only one that does that. <laughs> I think that there are a few of us that are kind of that just kind of help massage it and it, I don't know personally I know I'm biased because I'm in it but I feel like it helps um make us sound very well-rounded and absolutely like, because yeah, so. like it's not it's not just about the one character like i love playing the countess but it's not the countess show right so <laughs> right and like i love playing max yeah. and max is the lead investigator at the detective agency but you know like i don't want it to be 
all about you know just the max show yeah so i think i I think the dms who are playing um our roles and who i don't know i think i think we we sort of like have that instinct in us to make sure that other people are highlighted yeah yeah i like it um and uh, is there anything that you would like our audience, the adventure they wrote audience, to take away from what you bring as a player and a DM? Hmm. I think it's what I would like listeners to, to take away is um, how D&D can be played in a different way. Because I think with D20 Dames, with the Countess, um, the Countess does, you know, make, turn goons into goo very frequently. Very frequently. However, I think she also thinks outside the box a lot of times and For it's sure. not necessarily combat driven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they're cornered, their team tall is going to mess people <laughs> up. <laughs> so true. However. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, I also think that... Um, you know, it's, we don't go in with the murder hobo sort of mentality. Oh, yeah. And no, no. there is very much like um, we're very aware of um, the social aspect of the game. When we roll well. When we roll well. Yes. <laughs> we're not very good at intimidating people. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, DM burns. <laughs> um, well, thank you for sitting in talking to me for a little bit. It's nice to get to see you again. It's been a while. Yes, it has. <laughs> how, how is new momhood? It's uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. We're five weeks into it now. So yeah, things are, things are stable. That's cool. Sta- yes. I got to meet yeah. um, the mini cat. <laughs> the mini cat. <laughs> mini Chris. I think he looks more like Chris. Well, you know, it's <laughs> a combination of both. But. All right. Well, thanks for doing a short rest with me. And um, we'll do this again in a few more weeks. And yeah, yay, short rests. Yay. It's so (laughs) awkward because I never know how to end them. (laughs) Hey, once again, thank you for listening to our short rest. I'm Jason, a.k.a. Max, the Goblin Detective and your producer here at Adventure They Wrote. And I really appreciate the fact that you guys listen to these. It's super fun to have you come along on our little in-between-the-story journey and talking to our cast members and uh, soon other people, too. Now that I have met a bunch of podcast people from PodCon, I'm really excited to ask them to see if they will join us on short rests in the future. So we'll see. Also, again, one more time, got to say thank you to Tabletop Audio. They are a wonderful resource that you can find at tabletopaudio.com. All of Tim's offerings are free. You can use them in your home games. You can use them wherever you want. And uh, if you would like to toss them some money, you can find them on Patreon as well. So check them out, tabletopaudio.com. They're super cool. As for us, you can find us on all of the social media platforms. Just search for Adventure They Wrote. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thanks a lot, and stay tuned next week for more mystery.